Hello and welcome to the Rookie Numbers podcast, a podcast where we take gaming news and turn it over its head, and sometimes we discuss games and tech as well. Uh, I'm Aman and I am Nilak. Hello, yes, it is I. It is you, indeed, the Nilak. What news do you have for us today? I'm going to stop talking like this. Yes, please. So this week we had a little. not a lot of news a little sprinkle of news some little teases etc which some big name companies gave us so this is if nothing else this is going to be a shorter episode but packed of news if nothing else all right first piece of news we have for you is a quick store update rocket league is now free forever on the epic game store so if you're into uh playing games from epic which neelak is not you can play rocket league for free now Okay, Aman. Do you have any thoughts about this? This is something I'd like to dissect, if nothing else. Mm. So I uh, like getting games for free. That is a very That's fair argument. That it. is a very fair argument. But I'll give you some backstory to it. Okay. So the game until now was only on Steam, and it wasn't a free game. It was a paid game okay. which people had bought on Steam. And yes, until recently, you did not require any additional account to play on. But now what has mm-hmm. happened is now every person who ever plays on Steam needs to log in via an Epic Game Store account otherwise they aren't allowed to play the game and additionally newer people can't buy the game on Steam or like get it on the platform because it is just on Epic in all honesty Epic owns the studio that made the game so they can do that it's not illegal to take it off a platform it's probably just a dick move for them to go and say that now steam users who already have a steam account who bought it off their steam account now need an epic games store account that's kind of unfair but the rest of it sounds pretty apt because like at least to me if i am a steam store user i have a steam account which is why i am able to buy the game so if i'm buying it on epic and it's not available on epic like if it's not available on steam i'll need a steam like an epic games store account which is fair but um i do believe that the people who already had it on steam shouldn't have to make accounts but other than that most of it sounds pretty customary for a company who wants market share that is very true although it is very customary and as you said it's not illegal it is not pro consumer hmm. by any means apart from the fact sure. that it's free i mean in a which vacuum which is a big sell which is definitely a big sell but in a vacuum taking it off of a different store and bringing it on a completely different store and forcing the players who bought it on the previous store to log in via the new store's id is a yeah, that's kind move. of weird yeah. yeah 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 um although was it available on uh, epic game store before this acquisition i don't think so i don't think it was available on the store and neither do i think they required an epic game store account which leads me to believe it wasn't on the store ah, yeah naturally uh so it could probably also be just um like over the years since steam has been the only place where you could buy games or like at least one of the only places where you could buy games um because of like by the virtue of which getting into the game store business as it were is kind of difficult right because you won't find a lot of games or game studios wanting to move over to your store because what what uh, kind of features do you bring to them as a new store not a lot right so i think um i'm only playing devil's advocate here because i agree with you for the most part but a pro like a probably a line of reasoning here could just be that epic just wants to give more incentive to people to switch over 
and i guess that's a good pr/marketing play from them uh i mean that that's not really justifiable in a, in the sense because so have a look at slightly different so we know steam is the main platform or we at least assume that steam is the main platform on pc right without any hard facts or whatever so some other platforms include gog humble games the shop green man gaming these games are games the shop does gives you um, codes right yeah. just till yep um you still get to like you still even green man gaming you still them. need to use it on steam yes but yeah so technically leads you back to steam though yes but they are still different storefronts which you can use over steam That's is what right. i'm saying okay. you don't okay. need to buy games off of other environments just to get market share that's true they could have done it in a better way maybe and i don't know what that way would be but then again i'm not epic so yeah part of it's, the reason it's why, weird yeah part of the reason why everybody dislikes the store is because they're uh-huh. forcing their store down everybody's throat whoever wants to play those games that are exclusives and the issue with that is it lacks features it lacks an insane amount of features which people take for granted we have covered this long back yeah yeah we have and okay so tell me this yeah, if if in the future the epic game store becomes as feature rich or even more feature rich than the steam store would you on principle play games on the epic store on principle if they aren't pulling a cheap marketing gimmick by buying off other games i won't mind it at all I mean okay, okay so, so it's more uh, about the utilitarianism yes you. additionally additionally initially there were also okay. a lot of reports that epic game store is not very privacy friendly okay so then um i kind of uh, like it's a weird belief but it's probably just mine and not most people's but i kind of believe that no store or um i mean steam is kind of an exception to that but like most online storefronts have privacy issues going for them probably but like, most of them aren't running natively on your laptop that's also true okay and if you like you did put steam as an exception which it is it has very layman friendly terms of service and they are very for privacy as far as i have read so when you like come to the point where they can't store uh, your date of birth yes exactly which is almost annoying but i appreciate it Yeah so when you compare that as an exception to the direct competitor i mean you can't categorize it as an exception at that point is just a positive that it has of course so i think um, to hold it in the same pedestal as as team would be an would be an overstatement at any point at least for now but i kind of think that if it weren't for the feature the difference in features i would probably not have a problem with epic game store in general on principle and i guess yeah that's that's what it is and more so who doesn't like free games of course like that's always a thing yeah. anyway moving on enough of we've had enough epic talk in the past month or so <laughs> there's going to be more the hearing starts next week ah that it does anyway so <laughs> left for dead 2 a very old valve game which probably everybody and their son knows by this point Mm-hmm. It recently got a DLC, and it it went free and on discount the past weekend. <clears throat> the past weekend, my bad. 
and it was actually a very it's actually a very interesting story you know so the new dlc the it's called last stand it was completely made by the community okay and then valve uh, published it as an original as not an original as an official dlc which is really nice okay. for the community which brings it the attention of way more people and obviously from valve's perspective gives them more income because people start buying the game more of course yeah but i feel it's a very nice move especially for the community because l4 d2 was a very nice game which got stale eventually i i'm really looking forward to getting back into it again how long has it been since um uh, l4 d2 update has come up i i okay so l4 d2 if i'm not wrong launched in around uh, maybe 2009 yeah it launched in 2009 yeah, right? 2009 so i actually don't know when the last update was because it's a really old game it's a very old game it's generally surprising honestly like i'm glad that valve picked it up and made it an official update it's kind of like um do you remember when um, in 2012 or something um, a team called forgotten empires was working on an age of empires 2 version and then microsoft packaged it and packaged it up for them and made it aoe to hd and in fact that is how uh, microsoft got to know about the community a uh, love for AoE 2 and that's how they eventually made all the definitive edition games so mm-hmm. i really like what they're doing with the valve like what valve is doing in general by identifying a piece of like a part of community who loves a game maybe they come up with a remaster or maybe they come up with new content from the house like from from the developer like from the developer house okay just cut that off that's fine yeah so i really do yeah, appreciate this yeah. move and i'm looking like forward that. to yeah. Valve being more open about such updates, especially to other games which haven't been, haven't been getting as many updates. This Portal, Half Life. Okay, I don't even remember this at this point. But wasn't a Half Life game coming at some point? Excuse me. No. Half Life Alex was a thing. Oh right. Okay. Never mind. See, VR games is doesn't really enter my mind because I don't have ah, a VR headset. Yes. I mean, in its ah. defense, it's the, it's the most selling <laughs> VR game. That that's true. <laughs> See, I think of VR, I think of Beat Saber, and that's Which it. And then fair. I think of Oculus and Facebook. It's just very fair. Ah, uh, this is just regular the show. I forget the biggest game in VR. You forget the intro, I guess. So last week we had the announcement of Final Fantasy sixteen. and what we realized this week was that final fantasy 16 is coming sooner than people think which is in quotes which is very vague vague <laughs> if nothing else and it has been reportedly in development for at least 4 years so people can expect it to launch at least within the time frame of 2021 okay which Didn't i expected to be in summer 2021 I don't know. They said it's sooner than people think. I don't know which people they're talking about. What did you think? I thought earlier. Okay, so considering that the last Final Fantasy launched way back in 2017, if I'm not completely wrong. Yeah. yeah. So maybe given a five five year, I was expecting around 22. Like given a five year development cycle. In fact. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 was PS4 and Xbox One in 2016, Windows in 2018, and Stadia in 2019. If that helps. 
I mean, so 2016. At that point. But yeah, so fair enough. Nah. Five years, five to six years. I was expecting 2021 to 22. Let's see. They say it's fast. Sooner than people think. Could be late 21, could be early 21. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel like uh, they're trying to tell, they're trying to get people to um, believe that it is closer to a launch of the PS5 so that PS5 sales get boosted. That is actually a very nice aspect to think about because yes, PS5 does not have launch titles. No, no, no. It does, it does not have as many launch titles as people think. Yeah. Think, think like the journalists. Yes. It has lesser titles than people think. PS5 launch titles are coming sooner than people think. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Anyway, looking really forward to it. I played the Final yes. Fantasy. I'm actually looking forward to it coming on PC eventually, which I'm 100% sure it will. Even though they explicitly said it won't. They're going to turn over and say, yay, we launched it on the PC 100%. as well. Look at us. 100%. Look at us. We're nice people. They're going to do that. Yes. I mean, with Sony saying they want to bring out more exclusives, I, I'm not sure whether it will be a part of the... like. Square Enix as a company or Sony being like, okay, fine, let them have one more exclusive. Mm, I think either way, I'm pretty sure it'll come out. I don't. Yeah, yeah definitely. I have no qualms about it. 100%. Right. It's Moving to the major part of the show, the part Neelak is waiting for the most. Amazon announces a new cloud gaming service called Luna. Neelak, what do you have to say about yes, it? Yes, I have a lot to say about it. The first thing I have to say about it is last week I called it. I'm so hyped. It has been one of my biggest predictions in a while. Because I mean it's not a very smart prediction. Anybody in the in this area could have probably predicted it, but like I, I Honestly, nice. it, it was so random. We were discussing the Ubisoft event. We were talking about Prince of Persia and you were randomly like, What do you think? Does Amazon come out with a cloud gaming service? And I thought now that you tell me maybe but otherwise, I've seen no news. And two weeks later, we have news. And not just news, we have an announcement. Yes, I, I got really hyped. The moment I saw this, I sent it to you, I remember. And I was like, bro, I called yes. it. And like, <laughs> that was a big, big yes. moment for me, if nothing else. So, so go on. Yes, go on. Talk about it. So, apparently, how they're doing it is, they're doing it slightly differently from Stadia. In Stadia, you could pay for the whole service. Whereas here, you can subscribe to ch channels. Which is how we used to do it on the TV. Which is also weird. Nice. Yeah. So how it's also like Twitch, right? Uh yeah, but in this case subscribe means like to use the content you need to pay instead of Twitch is being free. Okay, fair. So they have their original channel, which is just the Amazon channel. I don't know what all games they have there, but it's going to cost five ninety nine mm -hmm. a month. And the Luna Plus channel, yes. Yeah. And additionally, they're going to have a Ubisoft channel announced. They announced a Ubisoft channel, which will be announced soon, which will be launched soon. My bad. And others might follow soon. So I don't know how they're going about this. I don't know how consumer friendly this is going to be, especially the pricing, because five ninety nine a month is already pretty steep. What are your thoughts um, on I'd, five ninety nine a month? For the US market, it's probably fine. Because if you're picking just one cloud gaming service and if you don't have a console, if you look at that market, I don't think they've spent enough on gaming in the first place to think of this as a big deal because um, it's kind of like, you know, the good thing about TV was you could pick and choose what you want to watch and say, screw you to the others. Um, this is kind of like that where you're paying only for the shit you want to play. 
um i kind of have a feeling this won't make it to india very soon if it does at all if it does at all considering how bad twitch has been supporting india i don't think it comes to india anytime soon yeah which is kind of sad considering in like the investments in geo from amazon have been pretty in- immense so i don't know there could be something but i don't see it happening very soon um so if you don't look at it from an india centric perspective or from a very gamer centric perspective i think of it as steep because i've already like sinked a lot of money into gaming peripherals and games and stuff in the past so for me it's an add on for someone who doesn't have all of that maybe not so i'm really not the right person to ask uh if like 599 is a lot because i don't know like it sounds okay but a lot of the other channel prices would make it a lot more clear like if a ubisoft channel is like $5 as well and it gives you all the assassin's creed games that's a lot of play time for $5 a month um, fair enough but i'll i'll draw two conclusions my first conclusion okay. would be stadia stadia is at 999 a month okay and it um, has objectively more games than amazon will do on launch sure i think um if luna plus is something more holistic than a single channel then that would make sense at a like a value proposition perspective say if luna plus just says that uh, we will have random games coming in from all the different channels as a collection here so if you want the best of all channels come come and just buy the luna plus for 599 a month where games will update every 2 months that would be a cool service but i'm like it really depends on the uh, individual channel prices if the individual channel prices are cheaper then it might be a better value proposition and let's let's be real stadia does not stadia has negative latency <laughs> amazon luna makes no such claims okay fair so <laughs> so my second comparison which i was going yeah. to draw was going to uh-huh. be with game pass xcloud yeah so yeah with game pass you get xcloud if i'm not wrong and that game pass ultimate with game yes, pass ultimate right and game pass ultimate is at some 13 dollars a month yes which is again very Maybe better value yeah exactly 200ish right. games so do you think they're competing they're actually worth competing where you this is again this is very speculative we don't know how many games are going to come around in uh the huh. luna package maybe they do compete because obviously if you're in this market you're going to have to um compete with the standards of the industry which um stadia and xcloud have had the opportunity to set themselves um because they made it first to market okay so, game pass ultimate is 15 dollars a month which is nearly three times the price but but 200 games i yeah, don't know man which is an insane like, amount of games 280 games exactly yeah including ea games so that's even more yeah that's honestly it's a good deal even if after spending so much on games and game stocks i feel at this point with the amount of competition i feel everybody just starts driving the price down which is again very good for the end consumer yeah i think they're going to like uh, optimize their games to cost ratio and trying to get like a value proposition for them ki matlab we have 300 games and we cost 10 dollars game passes 280 and they cost 15 therefore we are better matlab that i think that's the kind of comparisons they're going to draw if at all and since there are not as many details out cloud like luna could be entirely something else at launch so let's see like 
at this point we don't have enough information to go very deep into whether it's competitive or not because the $6 is very vague as to what what luna has like what luna plus has what it doesn't because if amazon randomly says luna has 600 games that's going to turn everyone on its head definitely anyway so most of this is speculative but it's it's the, the only thing not speculative is that this is going to be very good for the end consumer who is just looking into streaming games off of their phone in other random amazon news and i really want to cover this alexas can now bark to fend off thieves yes yes aman i heard your alexa barking in the morning i heard the milkman yeah, talk by it's weird because you live like 12 kilometers away from you so that's kind of creepy are you the milkman so microsoft isn't done buying gaming studios ceo satya nadella says apparently they were going for shopping and after their it is free yeah and after their huge acquisition of zenimax i i really want to know whom they uh, go for they next. struck a deal with ea they were apparently going to buy ea before this and they ended up striking a deal for game pass instead so okay let's do a predictions which studio do you think they buy okay if, so if they open to everything with with some information i'll i'll have i'll give you some information so Microsoft. There were leaks previously that Microsoft was in talks with Bungie, that is the developer okay. of Destiny 2, who recently, like not recently, recently, but like in the past year or so, broke away from Blizzard, Blizzard Activision as a publisher. But they were squashed, and they said it wasn't true. But that is something I guess can happen because there were leaks. And Bungie used to be with Microsoft before, and that didn't quite work out for them because. Bungie is also the original developer of Halo. So although um, most of the people reason, at Bungie now aren't the people who used to work back in Bungie then. That's fair. But even so, I think a lot of the DNA of Destiny is derived from what the original Halo developers thought. Definitely. And more more so than that, Microsoft isn't doing quite the job that they wanted to with Halo. Because uh, everyone knows that it's become common knowledge at this point that 343 Studios uh making halo hasn't been as successful as the early glory days so you make a fair point by saying that if halo is like if bungie is bought back some of that originality could be revived in halo if they give them that but again i don't after that weird separation that they had with microsoft in the past how likely is it see i actually don't think they handle if they are brought back in they i don't think they handle halo but i think they handle destiny and they get more resources towards it because destiny isn't faring too well at this point so that is something yeah, they, really, they are having issues yeah that is something i'll really like happening but let's think of some other studios which aren't which aren't which biased. don't already have yeah which don't already have a bias so the big names which come to my mind are square enix which sort of have a tie up with sony so i don't think that they go into microsoft i mean to be fair bethesda had two games which were ps5 exclusives sony ha- uh, i'm sorry square enix has had a deal with micro playstation for a while now and additionally even okay. capcom capcom with how yeah. dmc5 is shaping up yeah 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 and so would you rule them out though completely i really don't think that 
they're too big of names to not be leaked even though the previous okay. ones aren't but I, mean, I really don't think so. the previous one didn't get leaked at all yeah but they I, covered it with xbox series s rigs like how yeah but i i i still don't think that Okay, uh, that's fair. I, 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 so what, at this point, I think they're just going to acquire more indie devs and give them more money, which I love. That could actually happen. Uh, what if? Okay, random thought, but this came to me when I was writing the doc. Um, what if they go for Devolver Digital and buy out uh, the team behind Fall Guys? That that actually won't be. I actually I have no idea. Devolver Digital it's is a, a massively popular game. Also, Devolver Digital is a big company. I mean, not not big by number of employees, but big by number of sheer things that they've done. That same could be said about Bethesda, and they did do a major acquisition. I don't think Microsoft has a problem with money, so that's why i'm opening like i'm keeping my options open i'm not doing like a small prediction yet because i think they can make a bigger move too and it will be amazing to watch i'd love to see yeah. how the environment changes how the industry changes but i i i still feel they go for more indie developers maybe they sign a deal with the stardew valley guy i forgot his name okay uh or, or terraria terraria has shut down for the most part Really? That was the yeah. last up. The last update by Terraria was the last update of Terraria. So Stardew Valley owner yeah. is concerned. Ape. He has previously okay. said he doesn't want to work with big companies, but I don't know. Let's see. Or uh, maybe the people behind Celeste. Ooh, okay. That's very indie though. Like the audience for that game is pretty low. Are you sure? So it I'm was a sure. game of the year nominee. That's true. But um, then again, so was uh, Outer Wilds, right? And Outer Shouldn't Wilds was, wait, I get confused. Which one was Outer Wilds again? The one by Outer was Wilds it? was not the Obsidian one. Okay, not the Obsidian one. Outer Wilds was the indie one. Yeah, Outer um, Wilds. Well, it, it was Mobius Digital. Mobius yeah. Digital, yeah. So, um, like, I kind of have a feeling that they could go for a game that's that has a bigger reach because Celeste is still a game that comes to me, like, comes in mind when I think of like extremely indie games, despite. the nomination weirdly enough but again that could be true so your bets are on an indie studio but you're not sure which one okay i kind of feeling they make one big move one more big move they could uh i think they might they might go for um sega or konami oh those are konami has an has had deals with sony multiple I know. times they have they have but i kind of feel like konami could like konami is kind of actually konami won't work well with uh, x like microsoft because of partnership with ea and konami's best selling game is pes i mean EA's that's is not FIFA. something that's that one no, i think sure. it's kind of like making a deal with colgate and pepsodent that's a very okay, okay very specific example but like okay that's what came to mind uh Imagine, but imagine them buying over Rockstar. That would be wild. Yeah. Finally, maybe Rockstar will get. Would come. Are you sure? Maybe. Who knows? That will make Rockstar not be an, as anti-consumer as they were. That is true. Yes. It is so stupid how underappreciated that statement goes. Like nobody really talks about it, but 
Rockstar really is kind of stupid like that. They are very anti-conservative. Anyway, let's not get let's not yeah, okay. derail from our topics. All right, we have RTX 3080. Yeah, it so launched and it did. People launch, couldn't huh? get enough of it. It couldn't really launch, huh? <laughs> not not really. <laughs> so on launch, there were okay. a lot of issues because one, there was a dwindling stock. Secondly, they were it wasn't announced as to when exactly that it will launch. So a lot of people lost out on the sales because it sold out in a few minutes, and a lot of people couldn't even see the. A lot people of people are using bots to buy it out. Yeah, that that happens always. There are scalpers, but the point being, people literally couldn't see the add to cart button, and it just yeah. went from, or uh, like, it coming be, soon to coming sold soon out. to sold out. Yeah. Yeah. So that didn't help the people, especially the people who bought the in the latter sale the AIB cards, which are by the what do you call them, the third the aftermarket sellers. My bad. Uh, like oh, yes. Asus, Gigabyte, Galax, yeah, and along those lines, Zotac even. So what actually mm-hmm. happened was a bunch of their start cards started crashing, which was very surprising because well, it was it is at this point Nvidia's flagship, right? So it was very surprising as to why it was crashing. And recently, a bunch of uh, Igor's Lab, in fact, Igor's Lab is a kind of a journalism. It's not really a journalism platform, but it's basically a guy who tests a lot of graphics card, and he reports his findings on them. So what he found out was that it was an issue of the capacitors. So what how what actually happens is there are capacitors on every graphics card, right? So what happens is they take power and they store up the power and then they reuse the power. So a lot of the times the power that you that is directly supplied isn't all that is needed they might need more so they just charge up in the capacitors and then use them since the newer nvidia cards are using a newer power layout they are using a 12 pin format instead of the previous standard 10 pin it requires a much more robust power framework right so nvidia on the founders edition cards started using two types of capacitors one are, is called a pause cap and the second is called an mlcc the mlcc are much higher in quality than the pause caps are but again much costlier mlccs can have much higher voltages because well they are costly and made much better and you have to deploy mlccs in groups so what nvidia did on the founders edition cards was they launched okay so there's a there's six groups of capacitors on the newer RTX 3080 cards what nvidia did was with their fe cards they launched two of them as mlcc and four of them as pause caps so due to other aftermarket sellers trying to cut costs a lot of the uh, aftermarket sellers cut them off and uh, let's see so <clears throat> bunch of the cheaper ones like galax what they had was they had just one pause cap just one mlcc my bad one mlcc and five pause caps and some even got cheaper so what happened was that okay so zotac went with a six pause cap design which is the cheapest so what happened was when it tried to turbo as fast as it could it 
it hit the frequency wall and then it crashed because its capacitors aren't able to function that high so one solution given by them was to temporarily downclock it and which is which solves the issue but it's not ha huh, it's not intended right you're giving away performance at that point so the point is if you if you even have one mlcc every card with at least one mlcc is working perfectly fine it's just the ones which are which don't have even one mlcc which are having crashing and most of the board partners are saying that it can be fixed in an update but i feel all the okay so coming to that yeah technically they can fix it in an update they can just patch the bios underclock the bios and be like there fixed it that is a written performance but what can you do about it so like for the people who didn't understand the last like last one minute maybe uh you use two you use two types of capacitors the expensive one and the cheap one you need to have at least one expensive one on the card for it to function properly now board manufacturers are cheaping out and cutting costs by using only the cheap capacitors because of which what you get is a card that just can't function because it needs more power and now the problem is to to make it work without doing a hardware fix you would need to underclock the card which means it will not work as well as it used to like it will not give you the same amount of performance which is bad because you paid the same amount of money as others for it so that's kind of a big problem and most of the reason for this was probably because nvidia didn't do proper quality control i don't think it's nvidia's quality control i think it's more of the board manufacturer's quality control and also them just cheaping out on parts one thing i'd like to put out there is i'd like mm-hmm. to say that some of the like nvidia's founders edition is uh-huh. has only two of the expensive ones zotac has none of the expensive ones and msi has just one of the expensive ones so just keep this in mind whereas asus with their tough lineup have all six of them as expensive ones which is why their cards are the costliest ones but then again the most stable in the power circuitry department okay so if the founders edition have like two why would asus go out and make six like what's the what's the rationale behind that if if the founders edition is meant to be a reference kind of like making making that the model behind which the others follow at least in terms of internals if nothing then why go over the top overclockability peak performance so but isn't a founders edition meant to be overclockable as well yes definitely but it is it has always been the case that founders editions aren't the one which are the best over, like most overclockable okay usually the aftermarket ones supersede the founders edition ones by a big margin when it comes to overclocking hence asus plays into that and i feel asus's cards are going to be insanely overclockable if nothing else sure especially they'll be stable so that that plays really really well into that coming from a guy who's uh-huh. psu conked out and every other component was fine i urge everybody to invest in a good power in a good power supply <laughs> not just a good power supply in a good power circuitry system be it their graphic card or their power supply if you are looking into buying a 3080 please don't cheap out yeah i mean um every time you go buy a graphics card don't like or even any other component of your pc don't look for the cheapest option and that's just general advice don't look for the the like cheapest as shit option because 
sometimes that can really backfire in the long run and even if you need it for like you need a pc for 6 months which is kind of weird but if you do that's still not a good decision to make because it's kind of it kind of loses its value a lot faster when you know it's not stable and this kind of shit only happens with cheaper cards or with cost cutting this you won't find this in a card that actually takes care of all this all the specifics here especially with power supplies i urge you all to invest anything related to power never cheap out yeah anyway so so that's most of the gtx news that we have rtx my bad rtx don't get it wrong uh, jensen wong will come right into your room and he'll pull out a 3080 out of the oven anyway yes a third yes some some okay. some closing news for the the rtx train here is that the rtx 3090 launched it was underwhelming at most it has 10 to 15% the additional power of 3080 for like half the amount of cost for like i'm sorry 150% the cost half the amount more of cost, yeah half, half the amount more of cost <laughs> so definitely do look into it if you're do look very deep I mean, into make, it make the right it. decision yeah. yeah don't be stupid about buying the most expensive thing out there that's all I don't know who we are talking to. We are talking as if the entire audience is going to buy a PC right out the bat. But sure, for the five of you who are. Anyway, Aman, there was another thing you wanted to cover with the thirty eighty twenty. I hate calling it. Oh, thirty eighty twenty. That's kind of a weird. But yeah, some leaks are out about a thirty eighty twenty gig edition. Um, so Nvidia, since the Pascal line of GPUs, has been making multiple memory models. of their graphic cards which is a GTX 1060 was came out in like three different models a 3 gig model a 5 gig model and a 6 gig model and all the different numbers corresponded to the amount of vram that was in it um this year they're saying that the original 3080 which has 10 gigs of ram will be uh, followed by the launch of a new 3080 with 20 gigs of ram and uh, which is really disruptive to the market because A 3080 with 20 gigs of RAM will still probably be cheaper than a 3090, and the 3090 has 24 gigs of RAM. So, I'm not sure, but it kind of feels like people who are buying the 3090 right now, or people who at least plan to, are getting confused by these rumors because they're looking around and thinking, "Am I getting the value for my money if I need the VRAM and nothing else?" Because the 3090 kind of fills the titan void of graphic card. so people who are look, initially looking at the RTX Titan or whatever would probably want to buy the 3090 instead and now with a beefier 3080 coming up they are changing their minds so there was a lot of outrage about this and i think even gamers nexus uh made like a video taking a stand over 3090 and 3080 news like all of the things that were coming up i don't i don't know if it was completely related but yeah there was a quite a fair amount of outrage on reddit about this yeah which is very weird considering they had previously uh, uh, said that you don't require okay so what they exactly said was before you reach the limit of vram on your rtx 3080 you're going to reach the limit of the actual performance of it is that true for all kind of workloads except gaming and which is what was confusing right they probably meant it for gaming but i don't know I think like something like a SolidWorks or a CAD on big enough projects could have a problem where VRAM just runs out. 
because that is the case for like that is the reason why people buy quadros that are two generations old and use them but then again quadros two generations old perform much better than uh, i don't know a 1080 of that an x80 card of that generation on in the same box an x80 card of that generation but i'm talking about now like people uh, who have like a 2060 or like a 2080 still think that a, uh, still probably find that their vram uh, needs per se are solved more by a quadro than by a like a 2080 or like a normal gaming card but i'm not quite sure because i'm not in that use case to know enough so i guess when it comes out we'll see yep that's that's for much later all right i think we're done for the news we have some personal updates we played uh, raji the ancient epic demo it was a really nice demo which is out on yes, stream for was- free which is out on uh, steam for free please install it and try your hand at it it's a really nice demo i initially thought that the combat was very easy which i fell back on and fell back on again that the combat is still pretty easy but it's not supposed to be a challenging game it is more for the art aspect of it or the narration aspect exploration yeah. story the narration was very nice if slightly immature but it was very nice i really found it interesting it piqued my interest for the indian mythology which i just which i told aman as as i was playing and it really interested me i'm really looking forward to how this plays out we'll definitely one of the like minor like the finer details i noticed in the game was the cut scenes were made with puppet art and um, i know neelak skipped through the cut scenes but uh, i told him this later that um, the cut scenes were very like made differently from the entire game and the, it's not like they couldn't afford or they couldn't make cut scenes with proper graphics they just chose to do that because it just defines the indian way of storytelling better and i like that it's, it's a, a nice design art, choice, choice. tm it's a design choice yes although one question the raji demo i told everyone to play it but can everyone really play it Okay, so does this it act- does it work well? This is actually a very controversial thing to talk about, but I, I guess here goes nothing. So I play a lot of games on my laptop. I have a laptop which I game on. Yes, okay, I get it. Yes, but okay. I have, for the most part, never faced issues. I've just coming okay. out of a twelve-hour session of playing POE, and before mm-hmm. that, I was playing R six and whatnot. I have never faced any issues, but Raji was pushing my laptop to very high temperatures. my cpu which was weird my cpu was capping out at 95 and my graphics card was capping out at 85 which is insane considering the fact that even vsync was on and i wasn't which means i wasn't exceeding my frame rates so that wasn't an issue my okay usage was still low i had like but your temps were high i had 50% is usage but my temps were high i don't know what this means for the bigger audience but that was what i found it's weird because i didn't quite face these issues because like or at least i didn't notice them because like my computer didn't throttle at all mine didn't throttle so, either but it's just the temperatures which got me a bit worried yeah i mean it's weird because it does not look like a very demanding game out like right out the bat so yeah which is also weird when you compare it to other games that i play poe i have frame rate issues because my graphic card and my cpu are 100% used but that still doesn't okay. take it above 75 to 80 degrees on both but do you think it's an anomaly do you think it just happened at one time could be it it could be something related to my setup 
maybe i don't think this we can make like a general statement about talking on raji but yeah i think that's something you should be looking out for if you're playing it definitely it's something um, but yeah so go play the raji demo or rivatuner overlay never hurt anybody yeah of course go play the raji demo maybe go play rocket league if you're okay with epic go play left for that too because it's nice and probably play luna if just go the call this episode is over wow man that's kind of rude that's that is kind of Say, say it nicely, man. Say it nicely Please for go. the episode. Because the episode is over. Yes. Catch next week for another episode of Rookie Numbers, which means you should also come back.